welcome back to the Axiom Youth Podcast. Thanks for listening to us. This message is being taught by our youth pastor, Brother Jared Turner, and he's speaking on life. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy. Matthew chapter number 4 and Deuteronomy chapter number 8 is what we're going to be looking at tonight. And uh, no doubt the Lord has really got something for us tonight. I appreciated that song so along with what I'm going to talk about tonight. Jesus was led, the Bible says, into the wilderness and he was tempted of the devil. And the first temptation that the devil gave him was he told him to turn the stones into bread because Jesus had been fasting for 40 days. And so he was hungry. That's kind of an understatement of the year. He had not eaten anything for 40 days. For 40 days, and he was hungry. And the tempter came to him, and he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And Jesus quoted Scripture back at him. But he answered and said, It is written. And he was quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse number 3. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. And this really spoke to me this week, and I want to talk to you, and we're going to kind of continue, and I don't know how long we're going to continue, but it's still feel like it's what we need to hear each week is a word, one word that you need to know in order to be a Christian. We've talked about faith. We've talked about love. We've talked about mercy. We've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about integrity. And tonight we're going to talk about life. Life. One word. Life. So once I know we've prayed a lot, but I want you to bow your heads and I want you to pray this way. I want you to commit, first of all, that you're going to give the Lord the next 30 minutes of your time. You're not going to talk. You're not going to dance. You're not going to poke your neighbor. But you're going to commit for the next 30 minutes that you're going to give it to the Lord and that we're going to pray and ask the Lord to honor your gift of giving him 30 minutes, that he's going to honor that by speaking to your heart. So close your eyes, everybody, bow your head. God, we love you. And God, we make this commitment together, God, that for the next 30 minutes, Lord, we're just going to give our time, our attention to you and to your word. And God, I pray that you, as those young people make that commitment, God, and as they live that out, For the next 30 minutes, Lord, I pray that you would honor their faith and honor their commitment, Lord, and that you would speak to them. Let it not be my words that they hear, but let it be a word from you, God, because that is what makes the difference. And God, we give you praise 
and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I thought of this verse this week when I was, it was actually last week where I was finishing up my job. I, I've, I've changed jobs. I've got a new job. And I was on the last week of my old job and I was sitting in an apartment with a lady that I will never, that I will never meet again. And, and uh, she called me the next day and told me she didn't want to be on the program anymore so she there was no chance of her of me and her ever meeting again especially not in her home maybe see her on the street or whatever but just a one-time meeting and I really think that the Lord used her to kind of prod me or talk to me and God can do that to you when you're living for him God can speak to you in different ways and I really believe he used this lady in her life to kind of speak to me because I was sitting in her apartment, and she lives in a government-subsidized housing development. And what that means is that the government pays most of her rent. You have to qualify. You, have to, you can't have a lot of money. You have to be a lower income, and then the government helps you out to provide people that maybe could not afford a place to live a place to live. She lived in an apartment. It was a small apartment. It was a one-bedroom apartment. It was very clean. It had been freshly painted, freshly remodeled. It didn't smell. It was a nice little apartment. It was everything that she needed. It was a kitchen, a living room, and a bedroom, and a bathroom. Everything that she needed to survive. She got a check at the beginning of the month, she told me. It goes onto a prepaid debit card. She uses that money to buy food and to buy clothing. She doesn't have to pay much for rent because it's provided for her. She gets government health care. The government pays for her health care. She can go to the doctor anytime she wants. She can get really most any medication that she wants, that she needs, so that she can be healthy. She has everything that she needs to live. She can buy food. She has a place to sleep. It is safe, it is clean, it is dry. She has health care. She can get any medication that she needs. She has, on the very basic level, life. She will not die. If she gets sick, she can go to the doctor. She lives a very simple life, but she has life. And so I started talking to her as what we do for my job and asking her what her needs are why she wants to be on the program that provides care, what kind of care that she needs, what are her main goals in life, what does she want to, you know, a lot of people say, I need help getting dressed, I can't get out of bed without, unless somebody lifts me up, all this kind of stuff. She didn't have any of those needs that she told me about. But she said, my number one need is in my mind. She said, I suffer from anxiety and depression. She was clearly a very unhappy lady. She did not really have much joy or much peace. And she said, my number one need is that I want to be okay in my mind. And so we went through our little spill and talked to her about what the program could offer her and all that kind of stuff. And then I left. But I couldn't get that picture of that apartment out of my mind because 
it was really unlike any apartment that I've seen because it was so simple. And she had so few possessions. It was pretty bare. It was like a picture of what I've seen in North Korea or in a communist country where the government provides everybody everything and everybody gets a little apartment and everybody gets a little bit of food, just enough to live, and everybody gets to go to the doctor occasionally and everybody just gets all this stuff. And it was just a very simple life. And very rarely in American culture is life boiled down to that simple of means. Most of us have other things that we like to do, other entertainment that we like to have, and, and hobbies and interests and all kinds of things that are in and out, and our lives are very busy, and you're young people, and you're going to school and all this kind of stuff, but very rarely, and my life is very busy, so very rarely do I get to see a life that's just broken down to what they call the bare necessities, just what you need to live. But I could not get that picture of that lady sitting in that apartment with every one of her needs met, and yet there was an emptiness in her life. It could, I could just see the starkness and the kind of depression that she was in, and I could feel it. Just if you had nothing else in life, no car, nowhere to go, no real family to speak of, just her basic needs met, and that was it. And I just was sitting in the parking lot of that apartment complex, and thinking about her little bare apartment that was just the bare necessities of what you need to live. And the Lord brought this verse to my mind, that man shall not live by bread alone. That while technically that lady had what we call life, is that there is a doctrine that we believe as Christians that means that you can never be satisfied with just meeting your physical needs. There is a reason why that is true. There's a reason why there's a difference between us and an animal. My dog, Paisley, some, many of you have met her, she is very happy to have her basic needs met she's thankful when we feed her the most basic food she gets no other food she just eats that brown hard food and she loves it and she's happy about it she drinks plain water that's often lukewarm and sometimes has some of her own hair that floats in it and she drinks it and she is happy about it you open and you say, hey, Paisley. And she is as excited as if you had not seen her in 10 years. And it's been 10 minutes, right? She is just happy about everything, right? There is, I've never seen Paisley in a bad mood, right? She, as long as her basic needs are met and she's getting to go outside and go to the bathroom and chase the squirrel every so often, she is just happy as a clam. But people are not created that way. See, this thing that the Lord began to deal with me about, about man shall not live by bread alone. Why is that? Why, is, why cannot people just be satisfied with having their basic needs met? What is that thing inside a human heart that is not satisfied with just having enough food and just having a roof over our head and just having something to wear? But there is a drive. 
and that there is something inside of every human being that's pushing us for more. More what? We don't know a lot of times. More power, more money, more influence, more beauty, more wealth. Right? We push for more. People are not, there are some people maybe that are, but I would say there's really nobody that's satisfied with the life the way that they have it. There is a drive for something more. There is a saying that we have when somebody's being too petty or, or too uh, silly or too gossipy and they're worried about everybody's business and they're sticking their nose in people's business. What do you tell them? You tell them, get a life, right? You know, get something else to do, get something else to live for. Why? Why do we think that way? Why do we push and why do we drive and why do we go for something else? I believe it's because of the way that we were created. Because when God decided to create animals, right, He created animals at once. The Bible says that He spoke the Word and every land creature came forth. And that He spoke the Word and every sea creature and every bird of the air came forth at once. And God gave those animals life. But He called the animals forth just like He called the grass forth and just like He called the trees forth. And they all came forward at the Word of God. But when it came time to preach, when it came time to uh, speak, when it came time to deliver, when it came time to make man, God did something else. God did not just speak and there was a full population of human beings. God did not just say an offhand comment and here came all of the people, but God took time and He paused on that last day of creation before He rested on the seventh day and said that it is good. And He decided to form man out of the dust of the ground. And He didn't just speak to man, but he breathed into his nostrils, the Bible says, the breath of life. And man became a living soul. We weren't just meant to live in the flesh, Brother Caleb. We are not just animals or organisms like a dog is an animal and an organism. There's not much difference between a dog and a bacteria. They both have life. Now that one's cuter and fuzzier and you can talk to it, but really there's not, there's not that much difference. But between a dog and a little child, there is a massive amount of difference. You will not go to jail for killing a dog. You might get a fine if it's somebody else's dog. But you will go to jail for killing a human being. Even if that human being cannot speak. Even if that human being cannot think right, even if that human being isn't in their right mind, you will go to jail for killing a human being. Why? Because there's something different about the life that a human has. There's something dignified about a human being. Why? I believe, and it's, uh, people in the world, uh, they don't really have a good answer for this. And in fact, there are some people that are so radical as to believe that, animal, that people are just another form of animals and that there's really nothing special or sacred about a human life. But that is not true. And we all know it in our heart that it is not true. Because why? Because God, when He created you, He didn't just create a body, an organism, a thing with parts that can move and a system. You're not a robot. But God breathed into you the breath of life and you became a living soul. 
something that is eternal, something that will live forever. When a dog dies, that's it. I know we say all dogs go to heaven, but really that's not true. Dogs just return to the dust of the ground from which they came from. But every human being will live forever because God created you as a human soul. He breathed into you the breath of life. That is why just when your basic needs are met, there will still be something in your life that is missing. There is still a basic need that will not be satisfied with bread alone. Now, what does bread signify? It signifies food, and everybody needs food to live. He wasn't talking about just literal bread, because I don't want to live by bread alone. Right? Nobody wants to live just with Wonder Bread as their diet. Right? Yeah, you're going to have a dry mouth. That's going to be a really boring way to live. So bread here signifies something else. It signifies everything that you need as a human being. There are certain basic needs that we have. We need food. We need water. We need shelter. We need some companionship. or We need something that we can live for. Or something that we can have fun and maybe have some entertainment. All that kind of stuff. Every, the things that are common to man. You go to any culture and you're going to see people eating. You go to any culture, you're going to see people drinking water. You're going to see people putting on clothes. and You're going to see people building houses and laying down and going to sleep. Because there are some basic needs that are met. But there's something else. And God is trying to get somebody to awaken to the fact that there is a need that cannot be satisfied with just focusing on this life and the things that you need for tomorrow and the things that you need for next week. But there is a need that is called life. There is a need that is a greater need than just this life. More than just a dog's life, Brother Caleb. But there is a, an eternal being inside of you that is crying out to be fed with something other than just food, with something other than just entertainment, with something other than just clothing, with something other than just success, because God created you to be a human being. He didn't create you to be an animal. You did not evolve from a monkey. You did not evolve from a gorilla. You did not evolve from some lower life form and now you are just a little bit smarter version of that life form. But God created you specifically to fulfill a purpose in His kingdom. And that's what I want to argue with you tonight. That life comes from God. That true life comes from God. And it was really opened up to me when I was talking to that lady. And she was, her life was boiled down to just something so simple. And in and, and that day, when you strip away all of the entertainment and you strip away all of the comforts of life, and you could really see that just because the government had met every one of her needs, it did not mean that she could live a fulfilled life. She needed something else. She looked at me and she said, I need some help. I've got to be okay in my mind. I've got to be okay in my spirit. I've got to have something. There's something that's missing in my life. And I, I, I wish I, it was the setting and I wish I could have just shared with her the gospel, but it just wasn't really 
appropriate at that time. That's a big rule in my job. But, and she wasn't really necessarily asking for that. But just as somebody that has received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I could look down and I could see what would fix her life. And that it wouldn't need to change anything about the status of her apartment or her bank account. But it could just be one thing that could heal. And that thing is life. So there is this... Okay, Brother Justin, thank you. There is this doctrine. There is this, this idea that I want, I want to get across to you tonight. And I know I've got to hurry. But I, I just want to convince you that there's another place to get sustaining power than just the things of this life. Let's finish that verse one more time. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God.